0: And we're back, Phil Williams, Right Side Radio, solid, conservative, just plain right, making it just so cool to be a conservative. Um, Hey, listen, before I go too much further, i got to tell you guys, my friends at Riley and Jackson Law Firm, and and I say that with all legitimacy, these are my friends. I was talking to them the other day, chit-chatting about a variety of things, not even the law, we were just just catching up. But... um, yeah, they they are an amazing firm. They've been for they've got decades of experience at making people whole because of the negligence of others. And they they're based in Birmingham, but they work statewide, and they've got a couple of things they're working on that they've asked me to make sure y'all know all about. Camp Lejeune water contamination. You've seen all the ads. Well, Camp Lejeune water contamination is legit. It's a real thing. There's been like 19 different illnesses attributed to a confirmed water contamination. If you were there as a military member or a dependent or as a, uh, a contractor, it doesn't matter, between the years 1953 and 1987, you might be eligible for a claim. And they can tell you what they think and assess your case with you over the phone. But there's another one they're working on. If, if, if you were a firefighter or if you're in the military using firefighting foam, and you may well have been exposed then to a carcinogenic version of, of firefighting foam. Well, they're working on this case right now too. So if you're falling in that category, you might want to talk to Riley and Jackson. So Riley and Jackson, based in Birmingham, working statewide, they're not only good on the law, they're the kind that are good on politics too, if you know what I'm saying. Here's their phone number. I'm gonna give it to you. Ready? Riley and Jackson 205 5000 That's Riley and Jackson 205 879 5000 They won't get paid unless they get you paid. That's the way it works. And here's that thing I got to do. <gasps> no representation made of the quality of legal service before the quality of the service before the other lawyers. Did that wow. sound? Did that sound like English? Kind of,
1: until the very end.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, hey, uh,
1: remember when uh, JT brought up about the 1775 noodling thing? I did find yeah. that, and really? he actually sent a name to look up, so I looked it up. And the name was James Adair. Yeah. And it says, one of the earliest accounts of noodling was written in 1775 by a trader historian, James Adair, who described Indians grabbing for
0: catfish. Wow. Yeah. Did did they call it noodling? Uh, Let's
1: see. I didn't read the entire thing. Noodling is... um... Why do they
0: call it noodling, by the way?
1: Ooh, that's another thing I probably should look up. I don't know. but Because you're
0: out of your noodle if you do it. That's why.
1: Yeah. And then a couple other people wrote in about noodling, of course, because that's a fun topic. And, it, and one of them was Jimmy from Moulton. And he says, check out Hannah Barron. And she's like a 15-year-old girl who's famous for noodling. Oh, my gosh. Is
0: that her in the picture?
1: <laughs> that's her in the picture. And she has a
0: giant catfish on it's her. It's as big as her. She's like so
1: tiny. And the fish is ginormous that's crazy
0: I mean, she's sitting there and toting that thing over her shoulders like a you know a, a bag of wet cement and it's just it's huge <laughs> i know how does she haul that thing how does it not haul her under the log i i, I don't know there,
1: someone else said they watched a documentary about noodling yeah. and they oh who was it uh john from huntsville and they said the biggest danger they faced was um well they said it on the show was poisonous
0: snakes Okay. <laughs> well, thanks. <laughs> My point exactly. So the catfish is bigger than you. It's gonna thrash around in the water. It's gonna, you know it's, you know, it's gonna engulf your hand when you grab it. Point number one. Yeah. Point number two: the water in which catfish inhabit is oftentimes snake-infested too. That's Poisonous. Point snakes. number two. Yep. There you go. Point number three: snapping turtles can take off the end of your finger. We know that to be a fact. Point number four. There are such things as like alligator gar and that kind of stuff.
1: <laughs> point number five: Your hand is not a lure.
0: Point number five: <laughs> God never intended your hand to be a lure. That's an excellent point. Point number six: This is madness. How bad do you really need that catfish?
1: I don't know. Is it just? I maybe it's just for fun. I don't know.
0: If it was for survival, I could see it. Yeah. This ain't fun.
1: All right, you can you can move on. Dipper three before we get. I don't in know that I can. I'm,
0: I'm engulfed by noodling right now. <laughs> I just wow. Okay, let me ask you a question, Boomer. I, I will go. I will start uh, dipper number three. I'll, I'll lead in, knowing that we're about to go to break, no matter what. But um, how do you feel about remote work?
1: Uh, I have mixed feelings. I mean, I I think it's great that people are able to remote work. I mean, my wife did it for years. Um, and honestly, that was one thing that, I mean, kind of helped us, especially when we had, um, you know, the kids kids and during, you know, the pandemic and stuff like that, where they were home. And if I had to go to work, they couldn't go anywhere. So, I mean, that helped us, but I don't know. I, I see it in two different, two different ways. I don't, for the people that just want to work at home because they want to work at home, I don't want to get a job unless I can work from home. Uh, yeah, that that kind of gets under my skin a little bit. But I mean, more power to you. If I you want can to work, work in, my,
0: in my in my flannel, like that. stretchy pants, and my you know loose fitting T-shirt. I don't want to have to actually shave. <laughs> uh, and I get it. I mean, that that'd be nice. So I don't know.
1: I. I think for the people that do get to work from home and they have that opportunity, awesome. But I don't think you should complain if your yeah. business asks you to come back to
0: work. I, I was so okay, I'm, I'm there. And, and, and I, like I've got family members, my, my brother uh, has had uh, a, a, a work from home gig for years and been very successful. Um, I see it. But then the ones who were put out because of the COVID and then didn't want to go back when COVID was over, I think it's time to get over yourself at that mm. point. Yeah. All right, we're going to talk about it. How do you all feel about remote work? It's catching on. It's like spreading. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. We'll be right back. back, Phil Williams, Right Side Radio, solid, conservative, just plain right, covering some ground across the great state of Alabama. I'm talking about this show goes way down south of Birmingham, up north of Huntsville, back from Tuscaloosa over to Gadsden, parts of Georgia, Tennessee, and Mississippi all thrown in just for good measure. Um, Hey, uh, before I go any further, let me just tell you, ZLA Solutions, I was over there yesterday talking to them. They've had the best year they've ever had. I would like to also point out they've been advertising with Right Side Radio for a year, um, but anyway, that uh, that being said, it's because they're so good at what they do. Really, ZLA Solutions—they're a business solutions company. They can help you with things like your, you know, your quality control, your sorting and containment, your warehousing, logistics, all that. But their bread and butter, man, staffing. Their bread and butter is finding people in jobs and putting the two together. So if you personally are looking for a job, consider going to their website. They've got right now jobs posted all over North Alabama, jobs you're going to want to see, good jobs, big wages. But if you're an employer needing to fill out the ranks of your workforce, that's what they can be good at for you. I'm just telling you. They can do all the recruiting, the background checks, the drug testing if necessary, blue collar, white collar, no collar, it don't matter. ZLA Solutions. They, they like to say at ZLA, we don't make it, we just make it better. That's their mission in life, to help you make your business better. Better. So, yeah, check them out. ZLA Solutions at ZLAUSA.com. And, um, and please tell them you heard about it on Right Side Radio. All right, number three of the Triple Dipper. I'm calling it remote control. So, Boomer and I were just talking before the break um, about remote work. So, first of all, let me just say I, I've worked from home before, but usually it's because I had something I needed to be undistracted with. So, I took some files home to get ready for a trial. Or you know whatever, or you know I, I had something that that took up my time in the morning, and so I'd have stayed at the house and worked. But so it's rare for me. I I am personally a fan of having an office to go to. I could probably actually, and I know guys that do this. I could broadcast this show from home technically. Um, but then me me personally, talking... boomer. I'm about to say something nice about you. Oh, I thanks. enjoy the in 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 company, uh, the in studio company. I mean, I I like being here, able to see. And, and, you know, swivel around the chair and talk and, you know, to me, and maybe it's because I'm a people person also, but I value the in-person style of work. And there are aspects of in-person style work that I think are still so important and they're part of what I would call work culture and they build the team better. Um, And when you're only remote all the time, uh, you're an individual who's a part of a Zoom group once in a while and, you know, I, I get it. It works for some people. For me, I'm a fan of in-person work, and I'm a fan of knowing where people are, and did they come to work on time, and did they have the self-discipline to uh, actually look professional when they got there, and uh, are they attempting uh, to be relational with those they work with and be present when the clients walk in the door? Now, a lot of what I'm describing are things that, you know, my, my job experience, whether it be in ministry, or in the military, or in the practice of law, or in politics. It required a presence. When you worked remotely, it was the one-off. It wasn't the day-to-day. But there are some jobs now that are becoming more and more remote on a regular basis. But what's, what's also really interesting is there's becoming a mindset. There are people who, in my opinion, have gotten spoiled. They have literally said, Man, I got to sit at home. I I did. I got to roll out of bed, get coffee, and just start working. I didn't have to worry about driving, no traffic. You know, I didn't have to worry about the boss looking over my shoulder. I didn't have to worry. Well, guess what? Some of that is called self-discipline. So I'm not super hip on the idea of we're going to go remote just because it's more comfortable for me. Now, I've got an article here from Entrepreneur Magazine, and it says that Elon Musk... Um, had been a, you know, a, kind of a downer when it came to um, work from home. He was not for it. He, he, but then recently he had to recant. This article came out three days, four days ago. And he's having to recant somewhat because he's recognizing that in terms of cutting costs, he's got to do something. And so he's closing the Seattle offices and instructing all the employees at the Seattle offices of Twitter to go ahead and work remotely. Just the opposite of what he had said months ago. Um, he's always been a skeptic of remote work, this article says. Acknowledging, no now its cost-cutting benefits can also help in terms of running the overall, you know, good of the company. Okay. Um, this is a, by the way, this article is designed to support the idea of work from home. I've got some others that follow up with an entirely different perspective here in a minute. So working from home. Evidence shows, says this article from Entrepreneur Magazine, That remote work is more productive than in-office work. I don't know that I agree with that. I think it depends on the person again. I think it depends on the job environment. I think it depends on the supervision. But it says remote work can be more productive than in-office work, which makes facilitating remote work especially important when you're cutting costs. A study from Stanford University, it says, reported that remote workers were 5% more productive than in-office workers in the summer of 2020. Well, the summer of 2020, we're in the pandemic lockdown. Nobody was going anywhere. So they just sat down at their desks or their kitchen tables or whatever at home and they just did what they could there. Um, But I know a guy that was actually fired because he was at home using his government laptop and at the time when he was supposed to be logged in, his government minders could tell, his boss actually, could tell that he was streaming movies and he lost his job. you you got to be careful because unless you have the personal self-discipline to be a diligent worker for the job that you have signed on to do. Working from home is a recipe for a potential disaster. It does say on here, though, um, a recent National Bureau of Economic Research study found that productivity growth in industries with a high reliance on remote work, such as IT or finance, grew from 1.1% to 3.3% since the pandemic started. Okay, all right. Well, then skip forward just a few days. <laughs> It's not like that was three years ago. That was four days ago. Now, yesterday, excuse me, today, today, an article on the Washington Examiner. Biden faces new pressure to bring federal workers back to the office. Do you know what the largest remote work uh, employer is, Boomer? No, what's that? That would be the U.S. government. Oh, wow. The U.S. government, to include certain aspects of the U.S. Army, believe it or not, the DOD, still has people working from home. Under so-called pandemic conditions. Wow. All right. Uh, As part of a flurry of first-week activities, says this article from the Washington Examiner, prominent Representative James Comer of Kentucky and four other co-sponsors are now pressuring the Biden administration over federal employees continuing to work remotely. Like, the question is, why? Why are they working remotely? And they say... That uh, remote work in government offices has resulted in difficulty getting constituents' problems handled for things like the VA, Social Security, IRS. They can't find somebody to answer the phones. And when they're working from home, it's not near as reliable. And they'll say, Well, I'm going to have to get back to you because I don't have access to those files right now. And it just, so I get it. They say President Biden's unnecessary expansion of telework has crippled the ability of departments and agencies to fulfill their responsibilities and created cumbersome backlogs. And the federal government exists to serve the American people. And these substantial delays for basic services are unacceptable. So the act, if it was passed, which it's going to have trouble getting through the Senate, the act, if it was passed, would put the federal workforce back to the office within 30 days. Amazing. But it says here, before 2020... Only 3% of federal employees did telework, a number that swelled to 59% later that year because of the pandemic, a figure which is still now 46%, even though we are several years removed from that date. Mm. So 3% of the government employees used to do work remotely. Now 46%, almost half, Ooh. are working remotely. Wow. Wow is right. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Um, I could, I could skip through some stuff here, but I got to tell you, I think one of the issues is the question of whether or not your employees really are working. And it's a management issue. I get it. But to some degree, there's only so much a manager who can't see your face is going to be able to actually manage. I got another article here from Entrepreneur Magazine. It's a snarky little article, to be honest. A snarky little article by a snarky little 32-year-old dude who was, here's the headline. You ready? I worked from Vegas without telling my boss. It was perfect until I had a surprise Zoom call in a casino. <laughs> he, he Basically, this is, it's like an expose of how to trick your boss is what this, this little little article is about. And it goes on to say, Working remotely from home, you just got to do things like you know keep the green light on your on your Zoom so you can show that you're available, and your boss will look at that. And then you know things like I'll go work at coffee shops, but then I have to feel like I have to explain myself why I'm at a coffee shop. Well, yeah, why are you at a coffee shop? Are you getting your work done? I haven't seen your reports yet. Where's your Where's your data? Um, now, if you're getting it all in, guess what? The boss is going to be less likely to ask. But if you're this guy. Who's bragging about the fact that you took to you took off to Vegas and you went to a casino during work hours and then didn't expect to have a Zoom call and suddenly you got the surprise notification on your phone and you had to mask the background. You know how they do that? And mask the background on a Zoom call and put the filters in place so they can't hear the background noise. And you're playing the slots while you're on your boss's time. <laughs> Which, yeah. Which I guess the point here is it is not your time. And I think that's part of the problem. Boomer, I think I think it just came to me as I'm talking now. I think that's part of the problem. Is there is a cultural shift away from recognizing your paycheck is not your time. Your paycheck is what you gave to their time. Yeah. When you work for somebody else, you work for somebody else to earn the right to be paid and the idea that you have a right to do whatever you want to do with your time and still get paid is a dangerous concept for any culture to have. Mm. Um, so, yeah, including little punk here who went to uh, <laughs> Vegas, and took, Vegas and then was surprised. He was surprised he had to have a Zoom call. How about this? How many times has your boss ever just walked in your office and hey, I got a thing I need you to talk about? Oh, yeah. It's what's life.
1: Life. It happened today. <laughs> <laughs>
0: What are you trying to say?
1: <laughs> no, but it goes to the point what you were just talking about just a few minutes ago. It to the really is the individual. I mean, if if you your work ethic is good and you don't go to Vegas, then yeah. you work, then you get your
0: stuff done. Hey, more power to you. And if you want to go to Vegas, ask for time off like any other person who has to work.
1: Exactly.
0: Well, I got a story here. We get back from this. You ever heard of Bossware?
1: Bossware. No, sir. It's a
0: whole new shift into the uh, IT world. Bossware. It allows bosses to sort of creep on you while you're working remotely to see if you're really working. Oh. I got a story here about a lady who had to pay her salary back because she hadn't been working. No kidding. (laughs) All right. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. Y'all stay tuned. We will be right back. And we are back. Phil Williams, right side radio, solid conservative, just plain right, making it so cool to be a conservative. Um, Hey, what was that uh, text you had a minute ago? uh, Remember, you you said there's uh, somebody texted in about. uh, Yeah. uh, Okay,
1: yeah. Scott from Huntsville texts in and he said, my workplace kept the same metrics, weekly activity reports and accountability, accountability methods, um, as they did when they were in the office. They found out that good employees got better and bad employees stayed the same. Huh.
0: Okay. Well, <laughs> yeah. worthwhile. I think I would I would bet, too, that good employees, they want to make sure that, that somebody knows they really are working. So right. they're, they're, they're maybe doubling down a little bit. I could see that. I could see that being a thing. Um, and by the way, don't take this as I'm completely dissing on remote work. Like I said, I know some great people who have had, my brother being one, who's had a career. That uh, has had him uh, working largely from from home, from a home office, and done quite well at it. Not because he's like self-employed, but because he's working on, you know, uh, uh, IT contracts and things like that, and managing people from afar. Hmm. Uh, so um, anyway, but I got a story here. So there's a new trend apparently, and they call it Bossware, Bossware, like B O S S W A R E, Bossware. Bossware for your computer. Uh, yes, and so in this particular story I've got here there's a software called time camp uh, it's all one word time camp uh, that well let me just read this entrepreneur magazine again that's three in a row entrepreneur magazine employee must pay back her company after computing bossware catches her slacking off mm. this is in Canada by the way it says the Canadian court has ordered a female employee to repay her employer after her laptop software revealed she was wasting time on the company's dime key point the company's dime says Carly Bess, who worked remotely as an accountant for a CPA firm in British Columbia was accused of time theft and must pay $2459.89 in returned wages. Bess had initially sued her company herself for so basically what happened is they let her go and they were going to let the situation go but she decided to well I'll show them I'll sue. So she filed suit for wrongful termination asking for $5000 in compensation. But in court, her employer revealed that they had been tracking their employees' actions using TimeCamp, which collects information on how workers spend their time. It says, uh, this is pretty interesting, really. It says, though the software, through the software, the company proved that Bess had spent more than 50 hours on non-work-related tasks, um, identifying irregularities between her timesheets and the software usage logs. In other words, she recorded that I did this thing. But TimeCamp could tell what software she was in, and she had not done that thing. Mm. So um, how could she have claimed it? And then the other thing was, well, she argued that the reason why she wasn't in the software is because she had printed out the documents so she could work on them you know, by, by hand. And they pointed out that it monitors her printing activity, and she didn't do any printing. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. Um, it goes on, the article goes on to say a survey by digital.com found that 60% of companies with remote employees use some form of monitoring software to track their employees' activities and product. I know I know somebody who literally has to um, clock into their computer to show that they're on the job. Mm. Um, uh, and then, of course, there's this kind of thing that sees what you're doing while you're on the computer. And then there's, you know, going even further, there's, you know, basically um, sometimes there's computer bossware type stuff that they don't even tell you is there you find out later and uh, but it's one of the hazards of working from home so what's what's the privacy perspective it's your home but you agreed to work from home and you get paid for it so you're being compensated to do something so therefore you have to do it and does your boss have a right then well uh as you might figure the labor unions are getting involved mm. yeah same same article Many workers and labor unions believe software such as this is nothing more than corporate spying. Is it really, though? I mean, if—, if Just making sure your employees do their job, I, right? I would think. I mean, if, 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 like, you and I, Boomer, we were working in, you know, some cubicle farm at a at a big company, right? Yeah. The boss could walk by, glance over while he's drinking his coffee—
1: See he's playing Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, what's whatever he's doing. Called. I don't know.
0: Battlestar. <laughs> that's a that's a movie <laughs> or a TV show. Galaga. It was Galaga. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Or <laughs> just at the very least, solitaire. Uh, so, so, yeah. <laughs> so the boss can walk by and see what you're doing, or the boss can walk by and say, "Hey, what you working on?" Or the boss can walk by and see you're not at your desk. What's what's so? Is it wrong then for it to happen while you say you're working from home? And they've got software that tells them whether you really are. I don't know. I think it's a social, cultural phenomenon that we're in right now. Hmm. I say this. If your job had you working remotely before COVID, cool. Your boss has already got you going and you know what to do. If your job didn't have you working from home before COVID, get the, f- get the heck back to the office. Get your raggedy self out of your pajamas. Shave your face. Wash your underarms <laughs> and go to the office and get some work done like real people. There, I'm I'm done with that topic. How you like me now? <laughs> I just made half our audience mad. <laughs> oh man! All right, booms. We got a. Uh, that was a good week. That was a good week. All right, folks. Listen, Boomer and I are back here on Monday at two o'clock. You guys have an amazing weekend. We love this audience. We could not do this without you. Right Side Radio, solid, conservative, and just plain right. We'll see you Monday.